This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Joey Coming to you live from the ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area where we reside, this is THN. Cover to cover, it is live for Saturday, June 12th. My name is Matt Baum. Folks, it is record store day. So get to your local record store. We're going to be talking about music today, specifically needle drops, but more on that in a moment. Oh, wow. We didn't even plan that. I know. It just fucking happened. Also... Predator and Raiders of the Lost Ark both came out on June 12th, back in the day. 1980 okay. and 1987, respectively. Wow. Quite the day. How and you only live twice. James Bond. Go figure. Hey, June well, it's a, ban- a banner day for movie releases. Introduce yourself. Tell these kids who you are. I am the Internet's Joe Patrick, and here is how this nonsense works. Every Saturday morning at 11, Matt and I go live. And that's central time, by the way. We don't. We don't. That's right. We don't screw around with like mountain time or nah. Greenwich mean time or any of that. I nonsense. don't think Greenwich mean time even exists. That's yeah. It's like, it's like the prime meridian. It's, yeah. it's a bourbon. So legend. What is that? <laughs> I know. Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV. And of course the question of the week live with our listeners. That's you guys. That's right. We do it live. It happens right here on our Facebook live. We need you to play along, so jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on the Faces Book, or you can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button if you have trouble with the numbers. I get it. Or you can just chat with us in our Facebook Live chat. There's so many ways for you to get in on all the action, and we want you here. We want to hear from you. If you can't call in live, you can feel free to leave us a message or send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Before we open said phone lines and talk to these nerds, though, Joe Patrick is going to set us up with some touchstone headlines in a little segment that we like to call... Nerd news. Nerd news. Yeah, that was just sort of, you know, to the point nerd news there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No you need know. to get too excited. You've got, you've got karaoke voice, so I've we don't want to karaoke voice. I have to be careful. <laughs> All right. So, of course, uh, as we did last week, we are talking about Sweet Tooth, which I forgot to put in the notes. Uh, Phil Hester's wife it. kept calling it Sugar Tooth. <laughs> sugar, yes, Sugar Tooth. I really like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, and then she said, if, uh, yeah, if, if sugar tooth is a success, does that mean your book family tree with Jeff Levine, Jeff Levine will do better? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Yes, that's, baby. That's how yes, that works. Absolutely. That's 100%. <laughs> His name is Jeff Levine. You got it. Uh, Loki dropped on Wednesday. We've got lots to talk about there. Uh, Matt, Matt tasked me with uh, doing some history that I absolutely forgot to do. So cool. we're going to be doing that on the fly. All right. Nice job. I just uh, thought you yes. knew. I, that's, uh, we keep you around because you're supposed to know this stuff. Not. I mean, I know, I know, I know enough to get into trouble. I'm the looks. Uh, you're the brains. That's how this works. Okay. Look, I get it. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the new Masters of the Universe teaser for the Netflix show coming from Kevin Smith. Pushed all my buttons. Uh, it, um, boy it pushed it, all my buttons <laughs> it did so, it did something deep and primal Woo. inside me and uh yeah i'm a changed man because of it um we want to discuss real brief uh you know they're doing that united states captain america thing 
And they revealed that there would be that like they revealed the next new person to call themselves Captain America. It is a Filipino American young lady. She's adorable. Her name is Ari Agbayane. Yeah, Agbayane. I'm gonna let you um, do it. I'll let you do it. But the um, interesting thing is that in Tagalog, which no, is the this is completely debunked. The woman that it's not debunked. It's it is. It's 100 percent not debunked. It is 100 percent debunked. The woman that came up with the character has a relative yes. named Ari. This is not a thing in the Philippines. It, it, it is the is same thing, as naming I, a character I've, like Richard or Dick. That's as close as it gets to it. It's not a look, thing. Look, you're going to let me finish now because I did my own research. The woman that came up with the character is not Filipino. No, she's Chinese. She's based this and character she have, off a Filipino friend of hers and she speaks Tagalog. They both do. I look, <laughs> I'm not saying it's I am not saying that she was doing it on purpose. I'm saying that it is a fact that the word Ari in Tagalog, which is the primary language of the Philippines, is a slang word for balls. So that is not a fact. If it's a slang word, it's a slang it's, term. It's but a fact that it's a slang word. It is no stranger than naming your character Dick Grayson. Yes, but here we are in the year of our Lord 2021, and we're not going to be naming our kids, our, our characters Dick anymore, are we? Well, there's still people running around named Richard, so I'm sorry to everyone that I'm Joe Patrick just I'm just, just saying it's a thing. And sorry, there Rickies, was, Richards, there and were, Dicks. Joe Patrick were, thinks your name is funny. There were people <laughs> on the internet that were kind of like stunned that this would even make it past editorial. Just, it's just a thing. It's a thing. just people that dropped it into Google Translate and went, Whoa. No, Matt, it's not. You do, <laughs> do you not understand that there is a large segment of Filipino comic readers on yes. the internet? Yes. yes. These people, these are not people that just went, oh, what's that word mean? Why would you Google the word Ari if you didn't already know what it meant? You know why? Because a bunch of them are dude trolls. And if you want to get Shut in with the dude up. trolls, go right ahead. No, That's what's listen, going on there. I want no part of it. Stop trying to discount it. These are legitimate people that are like, what the fuck were you thinking? No. So, yes, we can discuss it or not, but it's a thing. It's a thing that happened in the comics. Let's talk about Fables versus Batman, finally. Fables, uh, Fables is coming back. But that's not uh, I mean, great. But that's not what we're excited about. We're excited yeah, to see Batman know. beat the fables up. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting a six issue miniseries. Uh, called Batman versus Bigby, a wolf in Gotham. Uh, starting in September, featuring, of course, Bigby Wolf. It's a black label series, but it's about time. We got it. We want to see Bigby's dick. We've never seen Batman fight a werewolf. There are no werewolves in the DCU, so they yeah, had to go zero, get one. Zero, zero werewolves. <laughs> yeah, um, hey, come on. <laughs> the uh, creator of Fables, Bill Willingham, is returning to write the series with comic book artist, uh, comic book slash tattoo artist, Brian Level, who is doing uh, the art and inks by J.L. Layston, colors by Lee Loffridge. Uh, I'm not going to really get into that whole thing, uh, but it, what's going to follow it is the return of the Fables ongoing series. Much cooler. Into that. Also from uh, Black Label by Bill, by the pretty much the entire core Fables creative team, Willingham, uh, Mark Buckingham, uh, Steve Lee, Lee Hialoha. Yeah. Uh, Lealoha. Uh, uh, it's like, it's Lealoha. Lealoha. Yeah. Lealoha. Yes. Thank you. And so, you know, that's a thing. Um, some people also not really convinced that uh, fables held up as w as well as we might remember because Bill Willingham's politics leached into fables big time. I mean, and, sure. And they showed like they showed evidence like here is a scene where uh, Snow White gives a big anti-pro-choice speech. Yeah. 
And here's a whole storyline where uh, they decide that uh, Israel's liber- uh, Israel's occupation of Palestine is just and necessary. Look, I'm not saying uh, I know, agree with uh, all the politics, but I also don't have a problem with a character having a political view that I don't share. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a, um, in a fictional yeah, story. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, true, but the the politics of the characters are an, are an extension of the politics of the creator. I agree. So, I agree. Um, so that's a that's a thing we can discuss. Um We've got the uh, we've got news about Marvel's upcoming She-Hulk series for Disney Plus. Uh, the Good Place is Jamila Jamil. She played Tahani. Love her. Uh, she has been cast as Titania. I love her. Uh, which is amazing. Which is great. And I thought, oh, man, that's perfect because Jamila Jamil, she's super tall. She's great for this. She's, uh, yeah, she is. No. A, 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 yeah, she's a and very she is. like statuesque. How tall do you woman. think she is? If you had to guess. Take a guess. Think about her. Uh, she's, got, she's ever she's over six feet, I would say. Okay, that's what I guess too. She's five foot ten. And you know what that means? Wow. That means that everyone else in that show, barring Ted Danson, was tiny. <laughs> like little tiny people running around. That's with her. that's Hollywood, baby, though. Yeah. Well, she also wore heels. You know what? She like she was like this debutante. Sure. You know, sure. so she wore heels and Just stuff. Saying, still, yeah. Five ten is tall. Don't get me wrong. I'd kill for five ten. Look, five ten is tall. <laughs> I, I would literally kill for five ten. So she will be joining uh, Orphan, ba- Orphan Black's Tatiana Maslani, who plays uh, Jennifer Walters. Uh, that is very exciting. I like Jamila Jamil a lot. Yeah. Um, if she if her character is not still named Skeeter, uh, I will be slightly disappointed <laughs> <laughs> because I just love that there is a supervillain in the Marvel Universe whose real name is Skeeter. Uh, we've got something here that Matt uh, brought up that I did not find a new story about. So you're going to have to give the details. Spawn Universe number one has crested 200,000 copies in pre-orders. Yep. This is according to Image Comics. They dropped this and Todd McFarlane retweeted it and said, yep, Spawn Universe, 200,000. And then they went on to say, and the other issues that have not been solicited yet are on pace to sell 200,000. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we've got to deal with some monthly you know, a comic box or something that shows up at games radar or something along those lines, but 200,000 spawn universe. Number one, how is this possible? How is this possible? I mean, I don't know, man, like spawn universe. Number one, isn't it drawn by Jim Chung? Like it's, I'm not saying Jim Chung's great. Are you excited to go read this and pick it up? Or well, like, no, because, but that's because I don't care about Spawn. But. Who, that's my question. Who does? The regular Spawn is not selling 100,000, right? I don't think it's even selling 10,000, honestly. I don't uh, know. <laughs> let's, let's look here real quick. Spawn universe. Well, you, why don't you keep going with the news and I'll look it up. Um, in other Spawn news, Sam and Twitch getting a TV show from the showrunners of Mayor of Easttown. So, oh yeah. First of all, that show was great. If you didn't watch Mary Town, you should. It was excellent. Kate Winslet was unstoppably great in it. Wonderful show. But are they going to do a cop show that like centers in, that lives in Spawn's universe, but Spawn's not going to be in it, or is Spawn going to be there? Like, how do you do this? Because there's already a Spawn movie coming. Do they have some deal, or is it just going to be a cop show? And if it's just a cop show. What's the point of making it Sam and Twitch? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, with Sam and Twitch is that when they went on and did their own kind of ongoing adventures, Spawn was barely a part of it. I mean, I get it. 
But like, I don't know. I, I don't feel any cachet for any of this. And I would love to hear from someone who does. I mean, I love Sam and Twitch. That series was great, but like, I, but I feel nothing for it anymore. Like, I acknowledge every, it. I everything I loved about everything I loved about Sam and Twitch had nothing to do with Todd McFarlane. Right. So. It was, it was Brian Michael Bendis was everything we loved uh, about it. Yeah, ben, yeah, Bendis for the most part. But I mean, it's definitely got some pretty heavy duty creative. Yeah weight thrown behind it all so of a sudden, i mean why wouldn't why wouldn't you be why wouldn't somebody be excited about all it? all of know? a sudden everything's coming up todd mcfarlane and i don't get it why now <laughs> i don't so yeah, understand like same, same and twitch all same and twitch really needs to be is basically like an x-files ish cop show i guess yeah i suppose yeah supernatural cop show whatever yeah, it, and so like i'm into that but fair I, enough d- like i also but i also don't give a shit if spawn ever shows his face yeah i i don't know i want to so. hear from somebody with some spawn cachet someone there you're out there and i'm not gonna yes. make fun of you i i just want to know i does, mean we might a little we might a little does but don't someone it. care <laughs> it's like even when they tweet this stuff out if you like if you look at the tweets people are like oh good for you man <laughs> like no one's like yeah. fuck yes <laughs> you know right it's like oh todd, todd's still out there doing his right. thing isn't that nice yeah right. i don't get it <laughs> it's okay they give todd a little pat on the head it's yeah like, oh, good job like that guy <laughs> he's yeah i'm glad he's still working you know look good for him that dude's a million that dude's a millionaire yeah. he's he's made more great business decisions than we will ever right. make in our entire Part owner of the Edmonton like, Oilers. He's doing fine. I got nothing. I got nothing against the guy. I just don't give a care about his character. No. I'm sorry. And his Oilers can't get past the first round of the playoffs. So that's not cool. his fault. Yeah, we've got I'm partially uh, his fault. He made the spawn Zamboni, so I blame him a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I wish that, like, I in my in my head, it like leaves little imprints of the spawn logo in the ice, and it causes the Oilers to like. Yeah, trip. and they're like, and so like it's like he insists. Oh it's God. like, oh, I'm sorry, you have to learn how to skate around the spawn. You know, face. Like, I'm going in there, and I'm telling this fucking nerd owner that this is ridiculous. Like, no, we're not. Yeah, it's we're like, gonna settle down. Oh, no, you got <laughs> traded. I'm sorry. Right? I got oh, him. To, no. Look, I talked him out of the capes. We were all gonna wear capes. We talked him out of that. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> they're, the, they're the, just like draped in long chains. flowing capes with huge, like huge heavy chains ripping over <laughs> god man one right. of these guys can't win for this bs uh, set up the question of the week but, for these guys well no we're, we're not done here Mo- uh, comic news real quick we've got the death of dr strange oh, coming yes. in september uh from marvel written by jed mckay with artist lee garbett which means we're probably not uh, getting a, a doctor strange 2 movie either that's it yeah no it won't happen they killed him. it's a five issue mini uh, and it will be, oh, it's a murder mystery featuring the murder of Dr. Strange and the mystery of who killed him is the central plot of the book. There's some tentacles on the cover. So of course, Newsarama is like, maybe it's Shuma Gorath. Shut up, Newsarama. Yeah. You don't know anything about shit. No, you don't. Um, um, now Jed McKay, love him. He's been doing, he's really coming up, been doing great. Uh, yeah, this will yeah, be for, fun. For sure. For sure. And this goes back um, to one of those things like, look, tell me one good Dr. Strange story a year. It doesn't have to be an ongoing. And I'm fine right. with it. Totally fine with that. Now, what what I want, like, I don't need, I don't like. We did this already. We've already di- we already did the like replace Doctor Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme thing. It wasn't even that long ago. No, and it didn't work, and nobody cared. Like, I mean, it, it worked for a while, but like, people want Doctor Strange around, even right. if his solo book doesn't sell. So and it's I, like, look, I tell like, a good story. That's fine. Right. And I like Brother Voodoo and I thought it was cool. And he became the Sorcerer Supreme for a while and whatever, you know, but I don't need to be like Dr. Voodoo and he replaces your diet. No, just let him be a different character doing a different thing. You know, that's awesome. I like that character. 
Sure. But I mean, uh, we'll see what they do here. It may not. Sometimes they say the death of and nobody even dies. So we'll see. I want, so you know true. what I want to do? So true. I, we should start like a, a secret like Twitter feed that is just like right there with the other rampant, you know, like liars that are coming up with bad theories and just come up with the worst rumors ever. Like we're like death of Doctor Strange. There it is. Marvel has canceled. My inside sources say Marvel has canceled Doctor Strange too. Oh, sure. They're over it. <laughs> just uh, next like, thing you know is that we'll be selling ad revenue and then we'll become part of the problem. Yeah. Because people it's will true. start reporting it as and news. And then we'll realize we can make way more money doing that and we'll quit I doing know. this stupid God, show. The, 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 real, the real money Let's is just in become yellow professional comic book journalism. Liars. Come on. I've been pushing no, for this for true. so long. I know. All right. Question of the week. This week's question comes from Wooly Toots. Uh, he says, Zack Snyder gets a lot of flack for the needle drops in his movies. Uh, needle drops are moments when a pre-existing song, rather than a song from the score, is used to sell a particular moment in a film. Uh, what are your favorite and least favorite needle drops from a comic book movie or show? And, and or, what song would... What the what needle what what song would the needle drop on when you entered the scene? The needle drop on when the needle drops on you. <laughs> and then right. no, the needle would drop on the song. What is what your song personal needle, needle drop? drop? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's get into like, it. I was trying to like you. Know. Yeah, I know you were. It's not your fault. You can't help it. Brian Domingos, get in here. Can you rescue the show, please? We're in trouble this morning. I'm going to be honest. This is bad. <laughs> hey, now, do you, you need a, some writers for your um, your slanderous? Uh, yes, blog. yes, absolutely. Yes. Our full on just I'll, like lie rumor. <laughs> I'll, I'll DM you later. We'll we'll figure out some uh, some good lies to make up. I love Please it. Do. There's a lot of money in that. I don't want anything even grounded, like not even like where you can see some of these guys reaching. Like, come on. Yes, I saw that picture, too. But we all know it's not. No, I want to go I, well beyond I almost, that. <laughs> just, I almost just said one that's too good to say without, you know, I, I stopped myself from saying it because it was like, oh, that's a really good bad lie. Uh, so I've got, a, I've got an idea. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't I don't want to want to ruin it here for free. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. We'll, we'll charge nerds for it later with a yeah. promoted ad. Yeah. Behind our paywall. Um, yeah, right. Well, you, you guys talked about a lot of stuff, and I can't remember. Oh, Spawn. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's inexplicable. It's baffling. This, this interest. Um, it is like I, I understand to some. Like it, it actually does make sense to a point of some budding interest in Jimmy Chung and Brett Booth and Sean Lewis and like creators that are like name creators to some extent um coming and working on the spawn books like right. the spawn book that's monthly like who cares i don't know i don't know what's going on i read i think up through it spawn 60 which was you know 100 years ago but like right. and at that point i was like i'm out i don't know what's going on that's enough like i this is this has been enough um but I, I don't know what is going on in the story. I don't really get the appeal. Yeah. But I, apparently, I, I and, and, don't and the, understand. The, the really, the worst thing is that pre orders don't mean anything. Like pre orders are good right. for books that don't sell well, but, but they, they don't you mean know, anything. That means You're not wrong. How many of the 200,000 are going to be sitting on shelves in six months? Right. You know, or in back issue bins that they, you know, they can't even burn in a, in a barrel for warmth because of all the ink and the, the awful, you know, laminate on the pages. So, yeah. um, you <laughs> I, know, they're I, basically, they're effectively useless, but, and I'm looking at comic sales charts and stuff and it's like spawn is not even in the top 50 for the past three months. So how yeah. does it get 200,000 pre-orders without 
some deal where it is in some monthly subscription box or something that it's, it's getting inserted into, you know what I it's, mean? I mean, it, there is that like really toxic, annoying variant market. And that's a big thing, you know, like, yeah, there but, are, but even there, there are people 200,000. Like, so okay, I, so real quick, Adam Wednesday in the chat, uh, f- I, for some reason I couldn't get the chat to load, but I've got it now. Adam Wednesday works at a comic book store. He said he has a lot of Spawn subscribers that already order multiple copies. They already do? Already. Sorry, I'm not <laughs> sure what, ha- what happened there. How are they already um, doing this? Adam, They're already, already doing it. Okay. And, and talk about why. Why do they do that? I don't understand why you would order multiple copies. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I will just say this is that I had some, um, some comics at work, like on my desk that I, I had was, I don't know, they were just there and the president of the company came in and was signing some stuff and was like, Oh, he's like, Oh, what are these? I said, Oh, they're just some comics. And he said, Oh, my son, you know, I, I used to have some, like my son, when he was young, like he was really into spawn. And I was like, sounds about right, man. Like everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, back in like 1990 something, like everybody read Spawn at some point. So oh, absolutely. There is a market of like, oh, Spawn's around again. All right. But well, that's a cool cover. But here's the other you thing. Know. Spawn never went away. Yeah. It's it's not around again. It's just like it's more is happening now is all it is. And that's what I don't get. It's it's the new number one works, you know, like it, there there's I maybe yep. maybe I maybe know. that's I, it. I don't know. It is. It is baffling because I. It's and it's not even the number one. It's like okay, number one sell two hundred thousand copies. What's issue seven going to be at? Yeah, no. that's the thing. You Agreed. know, six like Agreed. once you get past the initial wave of pre-orders, like the f- first three are pre-ordered blind. The next one, okay, I liked number one enough that I'll get number four. But by seven, you've read three issues. There's also something you know, our- to be said, and I'm not trying to tell anybody that like, look, you can't read comics the way you want to read comics. By all means, read whatever you want. I don't care. If that's totally up to you. But when building a shared universe, if we think about the Valiant universe, you know, uh, the image hero universe, like relatively newer hero universes, they were built on an idea that there's a bunch of these characters living in this shared universe. It wasn't like, let's pick one character, pick one and build a universe just around that character. Like you do that in your book. You do that in Spawn. Fine. And now Spawn Universe. Are we just going to call it? Is that what it's called forever? I mean, like, is that what well, there's still is? regular Spawn. Though. Is it the Spawn U? That, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. it well, pretty it, soon, I mean, Matt, it'll be the Spawn Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The SCU. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. I, I can't. What is this new movie going to like? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, the Spawn Video Universe, the SVU. The, yeah. And then the it'll direct- be Sam and Twitch SVU. Oh, I love it. Ooh, I love I like it. That. But I want the Vindicator spinoff Joe, movie that can Todd, call me Todd. The Vindicator spinoff movie. That can't that's feature your, Spawn. That's your lying Twitter account. Yeah, that's, a like, good, that's a good rumor. Somebody else has the, you know, the, the rights to the Vindicator, so he can't be in the Spawn movie, and he's in like a Spawn adjacent, <laughs> you know, just like right, Spider-Man and, and Sony. Be, uh, Vindi- Vindicator, Vindicator 2, Red Vindicator. <laughs> yeah, it's, totally. it's just that... That like Vertebrae, the, the hype, yeah. hype, hype, and the you know, oh, then the other ones are going to sell that much too. And yeah. it's if you, I think next week the new Jupiter's Legacy first issue comes out of like the yes, 12 I thing. saw that, yeah. And but take a look at the solicitation for it because it's like the blockbuster 
Yeah. Like mind yeah, right. The, the next, the, like, the next, the, the, the next chapter of the magnum opus Netflix, the, blah, blah. And yeah, ironically, it it's called Requiem. But that's the, that is the interesting thing is that I saw somebody post about it in the fan group is that last week, last weekend, Jupiter's legacy, still number one, still number one, doesn't, still canceled. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Canceled. So I don't know. It, I, if, if they had not released the cast, I'd say it's not over. Yeah. But the second you, right. you get rid of your stars, they get busy real fast. Yeah. Yep. And you know, and they can do these. And do you know how many people are lining up waiting to hire Josh Duhamel? <laughs> that guy used to be married to Fergie, for God's sake. I don't think that's how you say his name. <laughs> Josh Duhamel. I think it's just Duhamel. Do 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 Hamel. Yeah, do Hamel. There Duhamel. it is. Yeah. Um, but no, so absolutely. My, you don't release your cast and then be like, "Hey, we were wrong. Let's sign new contracts," because then they can go. All right, but you're paying me more. And they go, ah, fuck, we hadn't thought of that. You really like got that. us over a barrel now, Josh Duhamel. <laughs> you know? It's Duhamel, please. Like, like, we can't book him. We already threw out his fake beard and fake wig. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're long gone. We lost the costume. The, Damn it. The old man makeup for the other character, yeah. his name I don't even remember. It's all gone, hey, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's all gone. Um, so my the question of the week stuff, I could not... I couldn't think of like a superhero thing. And I sort of read it as like any TV show. And I've been uh, rewatching one of my favorite shows, the good wife. And um, I'm actually in the middle of three different seasons. Cause that's how I do things. Sure. Um, just jumping around. Same here. In season seven. I need to be um, medicated. 11, too. I get it. It's, it's <laughs> listen, I'll take all ears I can get. Cause it's, there's only seven seasons. Fair enough. Um, season seven, episode 11. Um, Alicia Flork gets some devastating news and um, she has to pretend to be like a happy wife and all these things. Cause that's the show. And in the show, they have her listening to um, this song called uh, no one's as happy as you by Clem Snide. And so she is like utterly miserable and all these things are going on around her and she'll just put her like earbuds in and listen to this like really depressing, like alt country song. And it's like <laughs> so gut ripping and like every time it pops up on my Spotify and it's like, puts me in a bad mood for like two hours. Nice. Like it's like <laughs> nice. that kind of song, but it's so perfect. And it's like, and it was an old song at that point, um, you know, 15 plus years old at that point. Um, and it just, it's so, it, they, I don't know if they knew the song ahead of time or, but it was, it's exactly right. And it happens a couple of times and she'll like be listening and take her earbud out and say something, you know, really snide. Yeah. And then like, yeah you know, smile and a fake smile and then put them back in and you could just feel like the heartbreak and it's, it's perfect. And, um, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good show. That's solid. That's a good call out. Yeah. That, that is, it is a good show. It's a very good show. Um, I did, it grew on me. I didn't love it at first, but then it grew on me and I, and I really liked it. Actually. I have never seen it. I, but I, people I rave in, about it. I jumped in because like it might, it was, I, I had some time cause I had some, I got it laid off and I was in a, rough place but i had like time to sit down and watch it but i was every week i'd see the commercials with like amazing guest stars yeah and i said yeah the guest stars are so good i how the show's got to be good that's like, exactly they, what I, that's exactly what happened and they're, to me. they're repeat people and and basically they would just get like people from broadway and do like one or two days of shooting a week and that would be it and then they come back like two or three times a season and you get these amazing guest judges and guest clients and um it's really terrific and it's on um paramount plus um all of them uh, now Great. is it a spin-off of something or there is a spin-off of it 
There is the Good Fight is a spinoff of the Good Wife. Yeah, oh, and that okay. is on. That's fight. a Paramount Plus exclusive thing, like the CBS All Access. Yeah, um, okay. which has some of the characters. It was but, just solid um, drama. It was really solid, well written drama. Good stuff. Great actors, Brian. Um, anything that, else you got for us? Because we got some other people in line here. That's what I got. I'm going to come up with some rumors. All I can't right. wait. Let's this get it. Let's great. get it going. Yeah, send us a list. Let's you know get what it we're going. Do? We're, guys, we're going to break the internet. It's going to happen. I love it. Right in, right in half. I love I can't it. Wait. Let's do it. We'll do it the All hard right, way later. without racism or sexism. Just good old fashioned lying. <laughs> Just straight down the middle line. I love it. Sounds good. JD, I'm asking to unmute you, sir. I'm at least trying to ask to unmute. There we go. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Real good. Good. I I don't think the Facebook chat is working properly. It Am is. I wrong? No, I got in, but they changed it because if you just look at the comments, that's people commenting on the feed and you have to do something to get into the chats. But I am now chatting. How do you get into the chat? I don't know. I just said chat. I said interact as me instead of the two headed nerd. And there was that's what I'm doing. Was. But see, I don't see anything. I am newer chatting. than six, newer than 10 minutes ago. Uh, I see Adam Wednesday four minutes ago. He said Todd did go to college here, though. So the area might be biased. I don't know. What the heck? Okay, anyway. He's a college student. Carry on. Sorry. None of this really matters. <laughs> JD, what are we talking about? Let, let's get into it. Um, well, uh, I really, I'll start off with the answer of the week, and then I want to get into Loki. Okay. Uh, so uh, I was thinking about the answer, and I was thinking comic book stuff, and I was like, the obvious answer for me is, you know, the, the bridge scene in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Immigrant song. But, totally. God, that's great. Uh, going outside of that, I... I think needle drops work best when music has a narratively narrative importance to the, to the story. So one of my favorites is uh, the songs bell bottoms by John Spencer blues. Explosion. Yeah, man. And it's uh, the, the very first thing you hear uh, at the beginning of baby driver. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. First of all, great song, great fucking record. Love John Spencer yeah. Blues Explosion. And Baby Driver is a great movie that is unfortunately tainted by one oh, of, yeah. the, you know, by an actor who turned out to be a shithead. It's a great yeah. movie. And that whole soundtrack is fantastic. It's nonstop great needle drops. Yeah. Spe- speaking of the actor that turned out to be a shithead, so that uh, the recent Army of the Dead movie, uh, they put Tignatero in instead yeah. of Christy Elia. Yeah. Yes. The funniest yeah. thing I heard was, can we just replace all problematic actors with Tignatero? With, with fine with Tignatero, that. Yeah. I'm I fine would with that. And do you know that like, when they, she was not actually in any scenes with any nope. of those yeah. actors. Nope. Green screen. It's crazy. Green screen afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And, and people, I like, I saw people online that were like, Ooh, so obvious. I no, it was not. I watched that movie and I was like, I, I did not, I could not tell for most, for the most part that Tignatara was not right there. Okay. So after I heard that and went back and looked at it and I went, okay, I can see how they did this. Yeah. Yeah. But while watching it, no, it's not like, I was like, come on, man. I had plenty of other problems with the movie, but don't get me wrong. (laughs) I personally just revel in the idea of a possibility of going back and redoing house of cards with Tignatara. Oh my God. (laughs) I would love (laughs) it. love it <laughs> all right let's talk loki let's get into it come all on right, so my, my initial thoughts with loki is i went into it expecting doctor who and instead i got twin peaks yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Kinda. Yeah. 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 It's the most David Lynchian of all the Marvel properties so far. And I'm here for every minute of it. I'm same here. I love it. It's the fugitive meets twin peaks meets doctor yeah. who it's yeah. so great. Cause it's like, I loved the, the, Actually, the TVA and all this, like these are the guys that would come and arrest doctor who and be like, Nope, it's you're done. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, I, I love retrofuturism. I, I, that aesthetic is probably one of my favorite things in the world. Same so here. I love like that, that weird, like analog cassette tape computer projector thing that he used. And, uh, just, yeah. Tara strong as, uh, as, as Mr. As the mini minute or whatever, or uh, miss, minute. miss minutes. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Uh, the voice of the, uh, yeah everything like the classic cartoons and everything and like the whole setup that whole tva the way that everything is this weird sort of retro 70s mm-hmm. future look like omni magazine painting almost you know exactly. it's so cool <laughs> so um i don't know uh, jd i don't remember it or not if you do if you play uh video games at all um but uh i i know matt does but i don't know if he's ever um, what I got was big, big, big time portal two vibes. Oh yeah. From the TVA. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Portal. For those of you that aren't familiar, portal portal was a game that barely had a story. It started off as like a tech experiment that valve, the uh, developer was like, Oh, this is cool. Let's make it into a game. And they packaged it with some other crap. It became a monster hit. It generated a billion memes. Yeah. Um, and it was it was so popular that it generated a full or it um, uh, inspired a full length sequel, Portal Two, with a proper story about like the history uh, of the science lab, the weird science lab that the main character is stuck Industry. in. Yeah, Aperture Aperture Science. Uh, yeah, Aperture Industries. And um, in the, the during the course of Portal Two, uh, you actually uh, escape through the bowels of the facility. And you find like out of its butt, out of its butt, (laughs) Uh, but you, you find the original facility that they just built on top of. So it's the original aperture industries, uh, from like the sixties and seventies. And so everything is like wood paneling and shag. That's fun. And that's fun. And like, uh, there's this, uh, the voice, there's this constant, like, uh, recording that kicks on it's it's uh cave johnson the founder of right. of aperture science and cave johnson is played by jk simmons oh nice yeah it's amazing it's amazing okay and so back that, to Loki. but that let's, whole let's, that whole aesthetic <laughs> that whole but it's this it's this retro future yeah it's exactly what we're talking about it's like it's like men in black yeah yeah like totally. weird little weird little like egg-shaped computer monitors yeah you know that somehow project uh, crazy holograms, holograms. And crap yeah. yeah right you know it's like it's a slide projector that's interactive that's bizarre yeah, you but, know? but there's still um, like a rope line and you have to take a number yeah yeah um and like i i love that as well i think it's so inventive i love that look and that's the big time vibe i got from loki i also well, love I, that loki just kind of hit us with a wacky story that is very difficult to spoil on the internet. If you wanted to come out and like try and right. say something and happen the first episode, I don't know what you would spoil, but it's also like not building some weird mystery or what's going to happen. It's just like, sorry, this is going to be so wacky. Try and keep up. 
Yep. You know, well, it, they did, it's they did brilliant. Troll the, it did troll the speculators a little bit with that stained glass window and everyone screaming Mephisto yeah. automatically. And, uh, but there, I did see one Easter egg that I think is a telegraph of the villain. Um, when they were showing the time masters, the three time masters. Yeah. The one in the middle is Ken. Okay. Well, so, uh, maybe, uh, in in so this is where Matt wanted me to jump in with some do information. It. Let's do this. Um, in Marvel Comics, the Timekeepers and the Time Variance Authority they are existing concepts. Right. Uh, the Timekeepers are a a trio of uh, cosmic beings that have tasked themselves with the uh, protection of the time stream, and they created the. Uh, well, actually, they have it backwards uh, in the comics. It's backwards because uh, the timekeepers were were like the directors of the time variance authority at the end of time. Oh, gotcha. In Loki and Loki, they have flipped it so that they are the creators of the time variance authority. Right. Um, but the timekeepers are like three, three random aliens uh, with cosmic time abilities. Uh, they are definitely not Kang. And they are not the living tribunal. Well, I they looked at them. The I was like, tri- it's a no, tribunal. It's the timekeeper, the timekeepers <laughs> are the timekeepers. Okay. Okay. Um, but I would not be surprised if they have somehow made this Kang adjacent. Um, I, I don't think that Kang will be one of the timekeepers. I think that he will be like one of the people the timekeepers are trying to stop. Like he was a timekeeper and he went rogue. Well, like maybe he has stolen their technology or whatever, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's got like the same kind of looking armor or whatever. But yeah, so the t- the timekeepers are are like the all-knowing force behind the Time Variance Authority. Okay. Uh, the Time Variance Authority is exactly what it is in the show. It is a uh, bureaucracy. Yeah. In, that is in charge of policing the time stream, making sure things uh, flow in an orderly fashion. They have a squad of jackbooted thugs uh, that go out and hunt down variants. In the comics, they are very much a Judge Dread pastiche. Yeah, totally. Um, in the show, in the show, it's obviously a little bit more subtle than that. They just look like kind of like stormtroopers or whatever. Right. Not Star Wars stormtroopers, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they um, look like SWAT team. They look like yeah, the yes, cops exactly. that came to Portland go. to stop Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, the the main the main uh, agent uh, in the show, who I don't believe they actually name out loud, uh, she is Ravana. And she is also a named character in the Marvel Universe. Oh, cool. I didn't um, know is, is, is Agent Mobius a named character in the Marvel Universe? Agent Mobius is a, is a named character. Uh, in the comics, Agent Mobius was... Um, Agent Mobius, his name is Mobius M. Mobius. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, His name is a Mobius strip. Yes. And so nice, they is, named him twice. And he is very obviously uh, visually patterned over uh, 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 visually patterned after uh, Mark Gruenwald, who is who is known in comic book circles as being the guy that was the keeper of Marvel continuity. Really? He was the guy. They made Mobius the, look yeah, like Mark, Mark Gruenwald. Gruenwald. 
Through yes. The, through the meta character. Only. That is so cool. Right. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Gruenwald was the guy that kept Marvel continuity straight. Right. He was the guy. And I did not so know that they, about Mobius. So that's awesome. Like, and so like there are, uh, yeah, Mobius M. Mobius is basically a clone of Mark Gruenwald. That's cool. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's Owen Wilson in the show, but you know, he's a little bit Gruenwald-esque. He's got the mustache. That's fun. Um, so many opportunities for Owen Wilson to do the wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, look, I thought Owen Wilson was great. He was I, I thought that he did an amazing he job. He was excellent. I just could tell if I, I appreciated the restraint or if I was disappointed. <laughs> I, I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, that's the Time Variance Authority in a nutshell. It's basically, you know, it's, yeah, they are the time police. Okay. And I, I didn't think they were going to give us D.B. Cooper so quick. That was hilarious. Yeah, I did think that was great. I like, and when they, if they're gonna mess with just let's just go nuts, let's go completely yeah. nuts, make it you know, it's like an Animaniacs cartoon suddenly <laughs> yeah. where, where Loki is like filling in a character, like he'll be on the set of Jaws next time, you know, or something ridiculous, you know, like I, I'm into it, let's do this, it's too yeah. much fun. Uh, so in the show, there's Casey, uh, who was like the um you know, the mailroom guy, the right. phone guy, like he's played by Eugene Cordero. He was pill boy on the good, in the good place. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, he is so great. And I like, I wanted every employee to be pill boy. You know, <laughs> I just wanted it to be like an army of, of Eugene Cordero's. Oh yeah. that would be cool. Because that's basically what the time TVA is, is that it's just like, Oh, they're all clones. An, it's an office full of all the same person. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, uh, barring like the agents who are, you know, obviously separate. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, it's it's fun that they're different. But in my heart, I wanted them to all be like Eugene Cordero. Yeah, he, made, he yeah. made the best Doctor Who reference too when he called Loki the criminal with the blue box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Really yeah. cute. <laughs> no, they're, uh, they're definitely having fun here, and I think it's just going to be a blast. And if you read interviews with anybody on the show, they're like, I will make this show forever. If this is the yeah. last thing that I do in my career, that is fine <laughs> because this was too much fun. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. JD, we got some other peeps we got to get in here, man. It's good to talk right. to you. Talk to you later, guys. Adios, buddy. Ryan Mount has his hand up. Look at this guy. Ryan, oh, hey. get in Look here. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Playing with some Winnie the Pooh blocks with a one-year-old. Hey, so. all right. That's pretty intense, wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy over there. Jeez. What are we rapping about I today? I don't know who's going to need a nap first. No, no. Um, <laughs> you get to a certain so, age. Well, you, you told me to call in uh, about some Star Wars books. Uh, oh. So here I am. All right. Um, I am maybe about a quarter of the way through the first Thrawn book, uh, audiobook. Okay. And it is awesome. I love it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> it is so good. And I, I just like have a real soft spot for the novels. Um, I kind of took like a break from reading. I think most of us did like that nine to 10th grade, you know, unless we were forced to read something, we yeah. weren't reading too much. So, and I had uh, a English teacher that, you know, he had all those read posters up and all of them were the star Wars ones. Oh, nice. Um, I purposely transferred into his class and uh, knew that I could skate by and get an A in his class where I could stay in honors. And uh, that's a get smart a teacher. Though. My butt off. That's a, and I had the same <laughs> thing happen in high school. All I was reading was comics. That's all I wanted to read unless I was assigned shit. And I got a cool teacher was like, hey, man, 
you why don't you you like horror? Why don't you read H.P. Lovecraft? And I and I read it and was like, whoa, melted my brain. And then I like wanted to read all this other, you know, like horror and sci-fi stuff. And, and that's just that's good teaching is what that is. Back to when, yes. I was, uh, when I was in seventh grade, just just on the on the topic of being young and not wanting to read anything about comics. Uh, when I was in the seventh grade, uh, we did a mythology unit in social studies or whatever the I, social studies. Social I don't even studies. know. We did a unit on mythology. Are you sure this wasn't in arithmetic? <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, and uh, look, that's what we, they called it in the 90s. Sorry. And uh, we got to choose whatever we what whatever we wanted, you know, Greek, whatever. And I chose Norse mythology and I wrote a report based on nothing but facts. I learned from reading Thor comics. Very nice. <laughs> and I got an A fucking plus on yeah, that man. report. Let me tell you what. Yeah. It's all right there. Yggdrasil, the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> like it's, it's all like, right there. <laughs> I, like I have never, I have never written a report as fast as I did. I was like, I got this. All right. Ryan Mount, <laughs> Thrawn. Let's, let's get back to uh, Star Wars. So, so, so yeah, I mean, I think I read the first one I ever read was the courtship of Princess Leia which is the lead in to the Thrawn, the original, uh, I get, do they call it the Thrawn trilogy? I think they do. Is, yeah, yeah. I think they do. Yeah. The, you know, the heir to the empire. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I remember, I love those books. It's been so long since, uh, I've read them, but you know, I'm so amped to get back in the star Wars universe just because bad batch is okay. I thought this week, this week's episode was like really, really strong. I'm with it's, you. It's, I'm, I'm just not in love with it yet. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm just don't, I'm not feeling it. I can't feel it, you know? And I know people love it, but I, it's just not doing it for me. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I, I don't know what it was like, but I have like, watched a lot of the prequels. Like, not the Clone Wars, like, uh, TV show, like, the actual prequels. Okay. They are like the best things to have in the background. And I got really, like, I just wanted to spend more time in this world. Oof. And I don't know if it is just like, the promise of what those were and all the spin outs that come out of it. But, you know, I was also just thinking, I was like, the acting's terrible. Yeah. The script is bad. Oh, God. but is it actually a bad story? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> you think it is? I do. I think it is. And I don't, I, it's just, they did it wrong. You, this should have just been Obi-Wan's story and tell us the story of Obi-Wan and what, what went on here. Nobody, I don't want to see baby Darth Vader. I don't want to see, you know, like, where did C-3PO come from? Who fucking cares? You know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, like, There's like, a good and, story and it's like they just kept moving the camera away. You well, know? And, and, and like, it's, it's fine if you tell me where C-3PO came from, but I don't need every character to have some sort right. of tie like, uh, to the central. Uh, folk. Like, I don't need it to be like he built it. No. You know what? R2-D2 R2-D2 was just a random astromech droid. And all there's plenty of cool things about those prequels. I don't disagree. My, my thoughts were the problem with the prequels was they kept taking the cool thing, Darth Maul, for example, teasing us with it, and then just pulling it out of the camera. Gone. Forget it. Don't worry about it. It's gone. Right. We're going to focus yep. on something that sucks now. I hear something <laughs> in the background, by the way. What is that? That's Wind of the, oh, Wind of the Pooh, that- baby. No, that is uh, your hundred first words learning book. Oh, I see. <laughs> Some solid reading I'm going to get in later. It's, it's loud. <laughs> hey, I so just think everything man. cool about the prequels was not actually in the prequels. You know what I mean? Like there was good yeah. comics that came out of it. There was good shows that came out of it. There's good books that came out of it. But I hate the movies. I hate them. 
Yeah, I th- and I think that's what kind of led me back to the books of like, I just want to spend more time in the Star Wars world. Fair enough. I, I really don't like the new movies. Uh, the more I've watched those. Um, so I don't disagree. I don't I just, I've soured on it. Like, I still think the second one is the best of the new three, but I, I really don't feel any need to revisit those movies anymore. The most exciting things for me now is like, what are we going to do with Star Wars TV? I'm way more interested in that. Mandalorian was great. I'm afraid that Obi-Wan is going to lead into the prequels just enough that my prequel allergy th- comes up and like my, my eyes itch too much and my throat starts to close while I'm watching it. You know, like I'm scared. Well, you, baby, think, I'm scared. I think we're, yeah, I think we're going to get about the princess Satine thing, which I think is super interesting yeah. from the clone wars. And then, you know, I'm, I think Obi-Wan is actually the next book I'm going to go after Thrawn. Um, Cause while I do like spending some time in this, you know, the one thing, there's no laser swords. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I want that a little bit more in, in my Star Wars stuff. But yeah. I know Thrawn is such a good character. It's really well voice acted as well. Yeah, um, it's really good. Those so audio- the only reason that it took me a while to get into was that it was a 17 hours uh, undertaking. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I don't know who has time for that, but a, apparently I, I do. Big damn book, <laughs> for sure. Ryan, we got some other peeps we got to get in here. Good luck with your 101 reading words. You're going to get this, man. You are going to learn how to read. Okay. Uh, I'll try. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, uh, look for my, uh, look out for my beef bros review on next, next week's show. It's beef coming. Bros. Okay. Beef bros. Cool. We got it. We got to tweet it out. That was part of the deal. We'll do. All right. <laughs> Frank Cirillo. I'm asking to unmute you. His computer was running so slow this morning. The poor guy. Are you all right? Frank, tell us about your report. I'm asking it's my report. Yeah. What report? Your English class. Oh, poster. Oh, sorry. Right. So Andy, when I was in, when I was in, uh, I think 11th or 12th grade English, 11th grade English, we had to do a poster of the Greek, of like a mythology. We were doing Greek gods. So I said, oh, okay, so I'm going to do a poster. And I literally drew every single picture from the Marvel handbook. <laughs> of the Greek gods from the Marvel handbook. I, I, I got an A because I could draw. And two, those pictures are awesome. Um, and, you know, I, uh, you know, it was like one of those things where, you got stuff that comes from comics. I also yeah. had a teacher who suggested I read stranger in a strange land and I did. And I was like blown away by Same it. Same here. Um, melted my brain. Highland fan for life. Yeah. You know, absolutely. He's, he's, I mean, he's a little problematic when you kind of look back at him, but you know, I mean, he's uh, no HP Lovecraft. Oh, you know, he doesn't go there. He doesn't <laughs> no. go that far. No, I mean like, sure. He had his issues, but Hey, come on. Yeah. Who you know what? I, I, I love Highland's work. I've, I, I always have, and I'm always, I'm still waiting for that stranger, a strange land movie. That's been, it's been in development for like 40 years. Uh, yeah. When I was in high school. Yeah. So 40 years ago. No. Yeah. 40 years ago, almost 40 years ago. Um, Tom Hanks was actually Frank. That's impossible. You're 26. Sort of, Come on, man. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, Tom Hanks was actually rumored to be playing. I remember that. Yeah. You remember? I remember yeah, this Valentine. rumor. Yeah. Michael Valentine. Uh, I can't, God, I can't remember his full name now. Yeah. It was uh, like Hanks and Spielberg were supposed to be producing. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what a great movie it would be. Now would be the time to make that movie. I totally agree. I, 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 I digress. Um, I, I, I watched, I watched Loki. I'm going to answer the question of the week. My, my favorite needle drop from any movie is Thor is the Ragnarok, you know, Thor Ragnarok. So I, I mean, I can't, but it's I gotta say, it's impossible to fight. It's so good. It, it is. But, but I gotta say, James Gunn puts amazing songs 
every yeah, it's true. song in that was freaking amazing. Yeah, you know, it, it really but was. And just movies. that whole opening scene, the yeah. come and get your love. I mean, like yeah. that. I nobody went to see Guardians of the Galaxy and was ready for that moment. Nobody no, was. No, no, I remember the whole theater like looking at each other and just giggling. Like, right, what are right. we doing? <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, Andy just showed up from fucking <laughs> you know, Parks and Rec, you know, like as Star Lord, and everybody loved it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 He was he did he picked the perfect music for that movie. Yeah. And and so it's hard. You can't even say, you know, like I, I think Thor Ragnarok is that single moment, but that movie, both those movies, in fact are just the music is just it's wonderful perfect yeah perfect that's uh, one of my favorite uh, I, I was a i was a big fan of their entrance uh when they entered the picture in uh, avengers infinity war to uh watermelon man <laughs> uh, like i yeah. i just that was so great <laughs> it was totally oh great. man yeah but, uh, like one of those things no. that's so genius is when they take a movie and jd said it earlier when like the music mm. is part of the narrative but yeah. when it's even more so when the music becomes a character in the movie mm -hmm. Yeah, like, a, like, like in, literally in, a in, character in the movie. Yeah. Not so like, much that like we go to like Nick Cave singing about God's dying and Superman yeah, is crying. Right. You, you know, know like, we, we ah, mentioned I mean, we, we mentioned this. Uh, we mentioned these examples, you know, when we set up the question on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like Night Owl and Silk Spectre having sex to the tune of Leonard right. Cohen's Hallelujah. That like, was a no. little much. <laughs> but uh, like. Star Lord's connection to music is part of his character. Yes. And so it makes total sense for those soundtracks to be stacked yes. with yeah. great songs from the 70s. Right. And like his Walkman is a central yeah. part of it and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, in fact, it, I was actually a little disappointed when they gave him the Zune in the second one. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious <laughs> that it was all, a Zune. That, like, so. Because it, because that it doesn't like it. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, so they found a Zune. I get it. <laughs> But you know that that Zune's going to be full of songs that are more modern than the ones that Star Lord. Oh well, right. sure. But I mean, like, yeah. was obsessed with. Maybe they can right. find that era and be like, "Here you go," and plug them in there. Sure, and, but it's just like, like I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear Star Lord listening to like Skater Boy and shit. Yeah. I don't yeah. like. I don't need that. Fucking Nickelback, yeah, no, the, the, you know. The music. <laughs> yeah. Star Lord no. gets heavy into butt rock and Guardians no. Three. <laughs> right. He's like, oh man. Yeah, he's oh, like, <laughs> there's this band. They're from a place called Canada. Yeah. They're called Nickelback. Oh man, have you heard this? Oh, three no. Doors Down. Down jam, these guys rule. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I want him to think that Kevin Bacon is the best actor in yeah. the world. I don't want to right. see him that driving at home with one with one headlight. You know, right? Like, I don't, right. Yeah. 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 Fuck off. <laughs> so, so my thoughts on Loki, man. Oh, loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched a couple of videos and on Easter eggs and stuff because I, I was only able to watch it like at one point and I haven't been able to watch it again. So I, I like to go back and look at other things that other people saw. And you know, there's like people floating a rumor out that Peggy Carter is in it. That's yes. It, it, I mean, come I don't on. Know. Honestly, no, uh, it like it, it looks like her. It I, looks I don't like her. disagree. It's a woman that kind of looks like her, but why? No, 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 no. no. It's no, not no. just that she looks like Peggy Carter. It's that she's got the same hair. Why? It's that she's wearing clothes. the same blue outfit. Sell me yep. on this then. Why? And Peggy it Carter? looks like she's wearing one of the control collars. Why Peggy? Why Peggy Carter? 
I don't know, Matt, but we're getting a we're getting a what if episode where Peggy Carter becomes Captain America. There are other Peggy Carters out there. Yeah, but I mean, that is a cartoon. So, I mean, don't stop it. Why are you fighting this thing when literally I just don't buy it? I don't buy it. I I don't understand the Peggy Carter thing. It doesn't make sense. There's no reason that it has to be the real Peggy Carter. Right. Fine. You know, it could just be a variant Peggy Carter. Okay. whatevs. Right. Well, that's uh, they're all variants. Anybody who comes into them is a variant. Right. So, you know, the Loki, Loki is a variant. Loki is not Loki. Loki is Loki from the first Avengers. Movie. Right. Yeah. And that's, and a, that's right. where we need to remember that. Like this right. is Loki from well, the first and also, Avengers like, movie. And, right. and all of the stuff that happened to Loki following that movie still right. had to have happened or else. And like things would not have progressed the way they did up until the end of Endgame. Absolutely. And right. so there's a lot of discussion out there if you are nerdy enough to seek it out i don't recommend it uh, about the nature of time travel in the mcu and it's a it's a debate that's been raging since the end of Endgame, where they tried to explain the rules mm. and the russo brothers came out and admitted that they didn't really understand all the rules <laughs> and, <laughs> Nobody and, that's okay <laughs> which is fine like look it's fine but, but it, it comes in a nutshell it's this um the dc universe has alternate earths right they have a they have a multiverse and that multiverse is made up of completely different worlds batman's a vampire superman's russian right you know that sort of thing yeah the justice league is evil um all the dudes are ladies and etc yeah uh everyone's uh, an ape (laughs) everyone's a cowboy (laughs) for some reason yeah right right. these are these are worlds in the these are worlds in the multiverse but they also have alternate timelines but those timelines are all timelines of the same universe, right? So it's like, well, it could be we get Commandy. It could be we get the Legion. Oh, gotcha. It, all right. It could yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it could be we get a Dark Knight Returns or sure. Kingdom Come or sure. whatever. Um, we don't like the future's not set in stone, and those are alternate timelines. So there's in in DC, there's a difference between an alternate universe and an alternate timeline. In the Marvel universe, in the comics. Their multiverse, their their multiple, uh, their alternate universes and their alternate timelines are one and the same. Right. Because it's it's been stated unequivocally in Marvel Comics that there's no such thing as changing the past. You all you if you go back in time and try to kill Hitler, all you do is create an alternate timeline where you killed Hitler. Yeah, there was a Fantastic yeah. Four issue all about it. It was great. Yes, and, and when you go home to your home timeline, it's going to be the same timeline you right. left behind. Nick Fury was right there, gun pointed at Hitler, and yep. Reed was like, yeah. "Listen, man, it's not going to it's not going to do you any good." Yeah, and uh, and so that's like that's the whole basis of what if, right? Is yeah. that there is this infinite multiverse of timelines where things went differently. The Phoenix never died. Right. Mary Jean became Spider-Man. Right. You know, whatever, whatever. Aunt May, be- Aunt, Aunt yes. May became Herald of Galactus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever. And, and so that's the Marvel multiverse, right? Um, it, it's not just time. It, like you also get stuff like, and here's the one, here's one where Captain Britain is a duck. You know, they, you sure. get that kind of shit. Right. But uh, it's, it's, um, alternate timelines are the multiverse in Marvel. And so when Hulk is describing why you can't like go back in time and just like, you can't follow back to the future rules because there's no such thing. You can't change your own future. You can't change your own past. Yeah. Like it could be, it just, it just doesn't work. And 
what I'm trying to, the circle that I'm trying to uh, connect here is when does, uh, when does somebody that's made a different decision in the time stream become a variant? Gotcha. When does it become okay. so bad that the TVA has to step in and go, no. Right. Because there is an infinite number of what ifs out there that the TVA couldn't give a shit about. Okay. And that's fair. And and we know that yeah. like Loki grabbed obviously a very, very powerful weapon and fucked around. With Except it. it isn't. And caused right. some problems. <laughs> that was great. But, well, I think it is. But once you get to where they are, it's, it's not. It, it doesn't and that's another, there. that's another thing from Marvel comics that they didn't really touch on here, but it's implied is that outside of their home universe, right. The infinity stones are worthless. They don't do anything. They're paperwork. They get their, their, their paperweights. Now, right? but I want to know what did that other yeah, kid do? The spoiled brat that got zapped and, and disintegrated. <laughs> what did that kid do? <laughs> like, I know. Because yeah, he he's just, like, don't you know, I'll, I'll call my father. Yeah, he was lot. just some rich. Oh, I think he said jerk. my dad is an executive at Goldman Sachs or something. something I think like he actually that. said those yeah. words. And uh, yeah, and then he got he got fucking disintegrated because he lost his ticket. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like that's not even like that wasn't even what he was there for. He yeah. just didn't take a ticket. <laughs> I just I want to know a, what that kid he did. On, he got his hands uh, on a time machine and uh, did something naughty with it. Apparently, and so yeah. like the the, the theory uh, like uh, aside from like explaining the mechanics of time travel in the MCU and and Marvel comics and how they're the same or different, which you did for a very long time. <laughs> it's all part of the conversation. So you can shut that just, shit down. I'm just saying. Um, There's a three uh, minute version too. <laughs> That's all. There, no, I assure you, there is there not probably, a three minute version. You're, you're probably right. Um, but like the the thing that I'm trying to make sense of is when like I, I there's a theory that like the TVA little stuff doesn't matter, right? It's like yeah. okay, Loki was DB Cooper for five minutes, right? You know, That's that, like that was what supposed a, to happen. It's not fun. a big deal. Or you know, um, uh. Like how come how come Loki uh, stepping out of the timeline with uh, the Tesseract is bad, but Captain America running amok in the time stream with an entire collection of Infinity Stones doesn't even get mentioned because that was supposed to happen because that was supposed to happen. Right, and it he was, was either and he supposed was to happen or something. he was correcting their mistakes. Yeah, like he was trying to put right what they did. I think uh, like, so. Like I, so I, I think like the TVA knew it was necessary for the Avengers to create a bunch of alternate timelines temporarily. Yes. Yeah. And then go back in time and put them right. Except for when he married his uh, girlfriend that thought he was dead. So, so here's, here's another thing that, that is probably going to spawn out of this is the Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. Does, does now this right. all cause the multiverse to go, go into all the different forks along yeah. the way. Right. Well, and we, Cause we know, we yeah. know, um, this is how we get Toby Maguire Toby, back. Toby Maguire and you've got like uh, Alfred oh. Molina yeah. somehow. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, I, I, and like, I, I don't under, I, I don't think we are uh, going to truly understand what the Marvel multiverse really is until mm. at least Dr. Strange too. Right. And people are out there trying to come up with explanations oh, uh, and they are immediately proven wrong. I'm going to say, say Ant-Man. I'm going to say Ant-Man when Kang shows yeah. up. Kang is going to lay it out and Personally, be like, here's I say, the deal. Don't bother trying to understand it. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Yes. Enjoy the ride. Have fun with it. Yes. Yeah. I love uh, my, I got to say my favorite, my, and it, 
actually kind of choked me up was when Loki is watching the scenes where he yeah, and Thor he are fighting his own, together. He saw his well, own not future. even his own death. His right, right. He saw his own future. Uh, the death he should have had. Yeah, yeah. He's watching the scene where he and Thor are fighting together, and he just gets this huge smile on his face. Yeah. Right after he sees his father die and say that I love you both, and I'm just like that brought me to tears. I I was yeah. like honestly choked up from that, and I was just like, wow, that is this show is going to be amazing if they're if they're already doing this in the first episode yeah and and i love the way he comes around to realizing that he really can't go any other path and he does he has that moment of change which doesn't say he's not gonna kind of step have a have a setback but well, I really he's a like god of mischief and lies. So, yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> like he's well, going to have a set. Like, let me have a discussion with the God to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like I like the I liked the uh, idea. Loki's realization, like when he when he finds the drawer, the junk drawer full of infinity stones. Yeah. Right. And then he realizes that the timekeepers are truly like the TVA is truly the greatest power in the universe right yeah all of a sudden or like so this, or so it, or so it seems to him all this bullshit with asgard and thanos yeah and like this doesn't even count here doesn't even count right. nothing to worry about we didn't even right. we didn't we just kept filing papers and making people take tickets you know <laughs> it was it was tuesday here you know <laughs> like whatever I, I also you know you also see that he realizes that thanos is going to betray him yeah. At some yeah. Point. So he's like, why am I working with this guy or for this guy when he's just going to, you know, stamp my neck? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, and we had, I had know, to keep I had to keep pulling myself going. No, it's not that Loki. Right. Just don't right. don't think like that. It's not that Loki. And so the, here is here is something that we should be prepared for. I'm not saying it's what's going to happen. But when when Owen Wilson at the end says the variant that we're hunting is you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the first instinct is going to be it's a different Loki. Nope. It's a it's another variant. Nope. And I don't think it's that simple. I think it's the same Loki from a different point in time that is trying to do something, and it looks like he's doing something very very bad, but I don't think he actually is. Hmm. Like uh, people are dying, yes, but I don't think that that I don't think Loki is out there murdering villages full of people. No, I don't think um, so either. And, and so, like, I think that, like, I think that in the future, at, at some point in the future from where we are now, we are, we've already seen, like, little glimpses of Loki, like, as they're dragging him through a portal, him looking back at, like, the, uh, the, the, the little time stream bug zapper. Right. Yeah. Right. The purple box. Right. And, and you know, so we, we get him seeing these things and realizing what they can do. And so I think that we are going to get this kind of, like twisty timey wibbly wobbly doctor to doctor who ask time caper yeah with, i agree with the loki we know from the show i agree yeah uh, and i trying to hunt down the real villain and um that i'm i am 100 into because yeah. Yeah. don't give me it don't don't after all of this time do not give me a story where it turns out that Loki, Loki is actually a bad guy and he's out there murdering. no they're not gonna, i'm not interested they're no, not gonna I don't, do that i don't think he but is, you know what they are gonna set up kang yeah this, this is this, this has loki's, to set up kang right yeah yeah i well yes i think so but we're not going to see kang until ant-man 
I, I think that I, I well, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on on that. Like we might get a cameo of Kang. I think maybe. we. I think we. But get a, I don't think that he's going to be a part of the show. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so be, either. I think no. a, a player in the show. I think this is leading to Kang. You can't have a time caper without and but set up a huge time caper story and then another time caper story where Kang shows up. No way. Well, you're right, and you can't like you can't <laughs> no you can't sit here and tell me that the. T- TVA is is uh, concerned with the uh, city of the timeline, right. and tell me that they are not. They don't have a file of phone book thick on Kang. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's. Uh, oh, that was another thing. The the, the, the phone. Yeah, please sign, sign here to verify this is everything you've ever seen. Yeah, and it's like what? And another paper comes down. <laughs> sign like, this too. Go ahead, sign this too. Like, are you serious? And then another paper comes down. He's like, and this. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. So good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I like. I'm so excited for this show. And, and, and you know, I like. There were some people. There were some critics uh, that weren't as thrilled with Falcon and the Winter Soldier as we all were. Really? Um, huh. Yeah, I know. Internet. What are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I immediately like. Even though I loved the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the first episode of Loki, I was like, "Oh, this is 100 my jam." Well, and they can tr- they can troll better. they can troll us so hard. Oh yeah, too. Because like you said, it, it, there's all these different like what ifs and whatever timey wimey bullshit they can do. They can troll us so hard mm-hmm. in this if they oh, want yeah. to. Oh yeah, and just watch the internet go. Oh my god, they blew everything. And then the next episode will be like, "No, nah, that doesn't even count." <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the. And, and so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, like, I want to know, I, like, I've been dying to know more. Like, I'm the sort of person, like, I'm the handbook guy, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. see the diagrams. I right. want to see the cutaway of the Baxter building. Uh, I want to know that, I want to know that, even though it's stupid, I want to know that Cyclops shoots force beams because his eyes open tiny apertures to an alternate dimension full of energy. Oh God. Ooh, is that why? I yeah. Yes. 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 His body, his body does not generate the nope. power. His, uh, he, his eyeballs open portals to a dimension of force energy. This is and, oh, I like hundred percent like, true. Like, Oh, like I, like Kurt Busiek has written stories about it. Like uh, when, when, um, when the Hulk grows and shrinks, where does the mass go? Well, I'll yeah. tell you where it goes. It gets shunted to a different dimension. Yep. When Hank, when when Hank Pym kicks in the Pym particles, where does that mass go? We let's go there. Let's. He went there in Thunderbolts. Like yeah. let's go see it. Yeah. And like it's like it's the dumbest. It's the dumbest, nerdiest, most inside baseball crap. And I live for it. But it's rolled. And it's that's rules. what I want. We love the that's rules. what I want from it's Loki. Great. I, love I want yeah. to see. Yeah. Show me the mechanics. Show me. Make the sausage for me. Right. Totally. Please, yes. I would like I would love so, for you to make the I got, sausage. I got a last question for Joe. Now, you said something about you. You you know, you know, about Loki. Do you think that the actual villain for the show will not ultimately be this variant of loki do you think it'll be something else yes. or someone else i do i don't i think it's a i think it's a fake out that loki is the villain i i don't okay. think that okay. it will really be loki i think it's okay. someone else All and right. i'm calling my shot i'm saying we get a kang cameo mephisto no <laughs> yeah and i don't think it's mephisto that looked a lot more like belasco to me i am calling kidding. my no, shot it look, no it's loki it's it, it's, it's loki it's a the they it's right. definitely loki with his little yeah. horned helmet I, that's, I saw like, that. we already know he's going to be wearing that's it loki. later in the show i agree but I, i'm yeah, just saying yeah. that looked more like Belasco than Mephisto to me, jerks. Well, because so, Mephisto doesn't have attention. horns, so That's come on, get out of here right. with that shit. That's what I'm saying, nerds. Pay attention. Right. Frank, right. good to yeah. talk to you, man. 
All right, man. Take care. Bye, Frank. Tony uh, Cook, a rare appearance from Tony Cook. Yes. Uh, Jeff Tweedy, lead singer of Wilco. Get on in here. <laughs> How are you, Tony? A rare appearance. Come on. It's like every other month or something. Yeah, that's rare, Tony. That's These rare. other guys that's are rare, here Tony. every week. Okay. Well, I usually call in when you have a decent topic as well. Okay. Fair enough. Which is also rare. So there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and, and timely, you're doing music on record store day. Yes. So nice job. Look at us. We okay. planned it 100%. You want to talk needle yeah. drops. Let's talk needle drops. Yeah. I'll let Jared know he did a good job. Um, so from comics, I'm thinking uh, the opening of Watchmen. Yeah. The times they are changing. It's, it's perfect. That's a great scene. Yeah. It's it literally a perfect opening scene. It, it just it just fits. Yeah. With all of that. It's wonderful. But if you're talking needle drops, there's three goats. Tarantino. Scorsese <laughs> and Fincher. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you've got stuck in the middle with you. Stuck yeah. in the middle, yep. Mm-hmm. You got the Layla piano version in Goodfellas. When Absolutely. They're, they're whacking all the dudes from the Lafonza Heights. Absolutely. And you got Where Is My Mind by the Pixies and Fight Club. Yeah. They're yeah. just they're yeah. all perfect. No, no question. I mean, like, some of the... There's a few scenes in Fight Club, but yeah, the end of Fight Club. Oh, my God. I remember just seeing that in the theater and melting. Just absolutely yeah. melting. Yeah. It's I like, mean, I... That was perfect. (laughs) That was fucking perfect. And this is before it was like a tale of proud boys. You know, like (laughs) this is back when it was just a bunch of dudes that wanted to fight each other because they probably wanted to kiss and couldn't figure it out. You know, whatever. Yeah, they were (laughs) conflicted. Yeah. Uh, Like generally speaking, I am totally in love with every Quentin Tarantino soundtrack that I hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, like I still think like I will randomly just like have little green bag pop into my head when I'm. Oh yeah. Walking into a room. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we're down a sidewalk or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, it's, it's too funky, uh, you know? Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, Stephen Wright narrates my, narrates the soundtrack totally. of my life, just yeah. like the reservoir. <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, stuck in the middle though, of course, is, is one of the all time greats. Oh, without um, a doubt. I, I'm, I am, ashamed to admit that i have still to this day never seen goodfellas are you kidding me i have not oh my uh, god i have not uh, but there but there's a lot of those you like, watch I haven't the seen bachelor any. weekly and you haven't seen goodfellas don't you come at me <laughs> come with comparing on. apples to origins i, I <laughs> no origins, i will origins. absolutely do you t- should take all that time back and I give it to mr scorsese stuff, right? i watch a lot of stuff okay <laughs> my god um i've also never seen heat you know i've, I've never seen a lot of these oh things my god. Um, <laughs> and i know that i need to i need to i want to it's just a, it's a blind spot for me there's always a movie called the God, the Godfather that I've heard is really good. Yeah, the God, I, the Godfather I, I have seen. I heard but it was I didn't pretty see swell. As in college, uh, the end of Heat. There's a fantastic needle drop in that too, where like a Moby song, God moving. It's called God moving across the water comes up, and the it, when like the plane is taking off, and Al Pacino is you know has just killed. The main character. I, I don't want to spoil anything for you since you haven't seen it, Joe. Well, you just told me that Al Pacino kills the main character, so thanks. It's an incredible scene. Like, no, I have seen incredible. Fight Club. Okay, oh. I have seen Fight Club. And there's another great Moby needle drop in uh, Born Identity. Yes. Yes. At the very end. Definitely. Yes. And I, and um, I know our manga report reporter will will agree with me 100 percent on that one. Yeah, Absolutely. I can't remember the name of the song, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know any Moby titles. It was like Moby's biggest hit. <laughs> Nobody knows any Moby's titles. Like everybody knows Moby. Not even Moby. Not Nobody even Moby loves knows the titles Moby, of Moby right? No one's out there like, oh, I, f- I fucking love Moby. No, no one feels passionate about Moby. <laughs> Uh, I will say this for Moby though. Um, he has recently joined TikTok. 
And he spends all of his time on TikTok making 60 second remixes of his own songs. Nerd. Uh, so he, but he'll like, he'll be like, this is my song, whatever. And I've got a turntable and a weird synthesizer here in my little office. And I'm going to do a quick remix of that song you heard of on the radio. Nerd. And they're all great. I like they're it. great. Yeah. I mean, it's a, like, it's adorable. Here's Moby on the, it's here's fun. old man on the internet. Yeah, you can't hate Moby, but nobody's passionate about Moby. You know? It's no, nah, it's true. It's I don't like, even think Moby is that passionate. Like Taco about Bell. Moby, Moby is like the Taco Bell of music. There you go. <laughs> uh, in all in all caps, Jim Heavey in the chat wrote Moby. <laughs> Tony, it's great. good to talk to you, sir. All right, that's all I got. Loki's great. I'm just letting it flow over me. I'm not getting too deep into it. There's I'll no reason to. I'll watch the explainers. If we haven't learned from watching Vision and Scarlet Witch, like if you watch that and you haven't learned your lesson, then you're hopeless. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're just hopeless. Yeah. Just, yeah. just stop. Stop trying to think you've got it all figured out. Right. It's very cool. I love the I love the set design. I love the retro feel. I love yeah. all of that. So, you know, and I don't know all these deep cuts that you guys do. So I just enjoy it on, a, on that level. Fair enough. Case all right. Omaha. Good, good. good to talk to you, brother. Soon. Uh, Todd Turner in the chat says, you can't understand the movie. You've got mail unless you've seen the Godfather, <laughs> which might be, uh, is probably accurate. There could be some truth to that. Yes. Jimbo, how are you today, sir? Close us out. Uh, Jim, I'll have you know that I've only seen the office one time. Sure. Joe, whatever you say. Mm-hmm. One time, one time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the song is extreme ways by Moby. Obviously. Yes. Like, extreme ways by Moby. Yes. All right. Um, so I'm also glad, Matt, that you brought it up because I was going to comment. It's really nice you guys didn't go like, oh, maybe Loki will lead to the X-Men or Fantastic Four. No, God, maybe. stop it, everybody. Stop no, it. No. Now, we no. are going to do that on our rumor mill or like our, our straight yeah, up lying. Our, our all, it, you know yeah. what? It, uh, I think the name of the website, like, you know, there's We Got This Covered. I think it should be we only tell lies.com <laughs> should be our URL and people will just flock to it. No, it's for reals, reals doc for real, real.com. Oh, oh, for, real, oh, like for real, reals, reals. <laughs> yeah, for reals, reals.com. And everything's like for reals. We just heard this for reals. I've got an inside source that says this for reals y'all. <laughs> you know? This is uh this, uh, this idea is too good to not actually try to We're do doing somehow. it. We're doing it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of, yeah, I'm kind of confused by the, the Peggy Carter talk. Like, what doesn't make any sense so this was in the back uh, like no, there was I, know, a, I know where it's from joe it's just we're oh, oh. latching on to like i think that lady's a lady yeah that i know that's why i don't like, but i mean like she did look like peggy carter like i'm not saying like it's not just like it's a woman with brown hair it's like no she looked like she was wearing the peggy carter costume uh-huh they all look alike to you don't they joe hmm wow just okay, a so, bunch of taylor swifts running around huh right yeah they're all <laughs> a bunch of t-swifts so neil drop uh we don't really get those in the end i was like there has to be some so i was searching frantically i couldn't really find any because usually songs are written specifically for the anime or the movie sure and there's a scene in jjk's first season i was like oh this is rock song it's like it obviously neil drop and i look it up i was like i'm gonna talk about that it's like nope specifically made for this scene. I was like, and ever, are you kidding me? That's, but no. I think they, they expect that. Like if you're going to have a great anime, it's going to have a really good soundtrack and it's all original yeah, I, shit. Like it, 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 it's a 20 minute clip that I will post in the, in the, in the Facebook. So you guys can show what greatness really is rather than your stuff. Um, let's see, uh, number stuff. One interesting thing about numbers was one piece was down to 2 million sales. Oh shit. Cancel one piece. Yeah. Cancel hashtag, hashtag cancel one piece. <laughs> also, it, it, to me, it shows it's really interesting because it shows that there is a limit on how much they'll buy over there. Right. Because with, uh, demon slayer and JJK doing, you know, 
you know, tens of millions of sales, like so one not, piece will actually fall. Not cancel really, one piece, but hashtag one piece is over. <laughs> right, well, that's the lowest it's been in a yeah. long time. Usually one piece is like 10 to 12 every year. And so Fair enough. even at the halfway mark, only at two is quite shocking. Okay. So we just uh, did a review on the show where we talked about a book called seven secrets and we talked about the artist at length. And then we went on to give him credit for another book that he does not draw. And Mm -hmm. he, I was speaking to him on Twitter and I was like, Hey, in this review, uh, I mentioned that like a lot of your designs look like they're video game inspired. And he's like, yeah, they absolutely are. I, I love, you know, a lot of video game design. He's like, but I also love the design of shows like one piece and I was like, really? And then I started looking at the character designs of one piece and I was like, okay, yeah, it's right there. It's right there. Like, yeah. and I didn't realize how many bonkers, weird characters are on that show. Yeah. One, yeah. One piece, like outside this, well, the only comment, like if you're female, you kind of look either like really hot or really ugly. Right. But like all male characters are like <laughs> upper grabs. Yeah. You can have big fat guys are really strong, really skinny guys, giant guys, guys, tiny oh, guys, you know, yeah, there's, there's literally giants in the world. Yeah, like, there's a whole bunch of different tribes in that world. And yeah, it's super, super unique. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, so real quick, uh, I, I have asked Frank, I don't know if he's available to do so, but in the Facebook chat, he posted the side by side image that people were commenting on regarding Peggy Carter. Oh, uh, it is a side by side comparison of Peggy Carter from the show. Mm. And the character in the background of that one Loki scene, and they are, oh, there it is. There it is in the Zoom chat for you dumb bums to look at. Uh, it is, uh, they are identical. They're identical. Mm. Same hair, same outfit, I mean, same everything. I'm not going to say. Hair it's I, definitely yeah. red hair, and there's messing with you guys. I think so, too. Like, I'm not, like, I'm, like, it could be just a fun little Easter I think egg. they're messing with us. Yeah, but. but why, I guess the question is, why, what did she do? That's that is the question, right? And that's is like, you know what? It wasn't me, guys. It was this broad over here. Yeah, yeah. Don't and take me. Uh, my wife made me do it. They're like, all right, you're all under all arrest. All, all, the, all the infinity <laughs> stones are under her side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, then you're under arrest, baby. Uh, Tony is very impressed that you knew the name of the Moby song. <laughs> uh, he said, "Of course, of course, Jimbo knows the name well, of." Well, I mean, like, song. look, Moby is a famous person. He's had hits. We just couldn't recall the goddamn names them because all the songs no, are so bland it. and banal uh, but here but here's a here's a comment i want to run past jim from the chat adam wednesday says come sweet death from the end of evangelion best anime needle drop ever yeah oh wow. man that's okay. a good one I, I yeah i guess that makes sense that's a really but good is one. that something that was made for the show or is that an actual needle drop i'd have to look at that yeah i don't know yeah. I, I think that's an original song but it's amazing it, yeah. it, like absolutely amazing because like like usually they'll 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 like for JJK they just release like the whole score and soundtrack for yeah. it, like on a separate album or on Spotify. Right. What's JJK? So, is that what it's actually called, or does it stand for something? Uh, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, I got it. I I figured yeah, it out. I got like, there. I know, I know a lot of like it. Just <laughs> no, no. I got there. I, it took me a second, but I got there. I'm learning, Jim. I'm learning. Oh, it's okay, Jim. Thank you. Thank Jim. you for thank you for coddling me. I know that I'm a slow baby. Always good and to watch, talk to you, Jim. And thank you no, for taking care of our slow friend. Watch heat. Oh my god. Yeah. I will look. They're Shame. on the 
it, it's the sort of thing it's the sort of thing where it's like so much time has passed that it no longer becomes a sense of urgency that nah, yeah shame no nope. but i understand Joe. yeah i understand boo this man. that they are boo this man. he's right above me boo this man actually I, on the boo. face <laughs> he's boo. over here or maybe you're there. not <laughs> you're not you're not telling me anything i don't already know guys i am already ashamed about these blind spots in my cultural upbringing and it's not hard to find him, Joe. No, it's not hard. No, I get it. They're streaming all over the damn place. Stop shaming me. I'll do it. All right. Listen, by the de- by the next time we convene, what? I will have seen both Goodfellas and Heat. That no, is a pledge. You know what? Don't don't set expectations that I just watch one. I I'm doing it. It's only two movies, Jim. I got seven days. Yeah, and it's like five hours, Joe. They're long movies. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, you got to read and review eight comics next week. So. I work from home, Jim. <laughs> right. I work from home. All right, man. All right, Jim, it's good to talk to you. We got to get out of here, man. Bye, buddy. Uh, let's real quick catch up in the chat because there were some things that people said I wanted to comment on. Yeah, something's going on with the caching on Facebook because like the chat uh, is just Facebook is a Facebook chat is a loss, but it is loading properly on my phone yeah. and I've been able to keep up there. Uh, um, the Godfather was required uh, viewing in Frank Cirillo's house. It was playing at his 16th birthday party. No, what? That's a. <laughs> and all of his old school Brooklyn relatives were glued to the television. Real upbeat party. <laughs> there, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, you come to me on the day of yeah. my son's 16th birthday. Did you watch David Lynch's Dune after that? And like, really kick that party <laughs> up? Or uh, Todd Turner says that his uh, his walk in music is Mr. Boombastic. Uh, but while it's playing, you have to picture the video of Mr. Bean dancing to it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and he told his wife that he wants that song played at his funeral. Oh, speaking uh, of which, we got a Twitter DM from Ed Schnazzi. He answered as well. And he, oh, nice. yeah, he said, I normally listen to the replay of the show, but I want to drop you guys a line about the question of the week. Yada, yada. I love some soundtracks. I remember being real nervous about Iron Man coming out in 2008. Did not know what to expect with the Marvel films. But when Back mm-hmm. in Black kicked in, I was instantly yeah, like, fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yep. And then he says, yep. sorry for the salty talk. Ed, you're an adult. We're all adults here. It's fine. And his runner up would be times they are changing at the beginning of Watchmen. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. Okay. Voicemail time in the ziggurat. Here we go. Joe, never fear. I do listen to every single episode of THN. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Even when I don't want to. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Secondly, let's answer this question I proposed to you. Is there a metronome um, in the background? <laughs> I think my favorite has to be. It was awesome in the trailer and was awesome in the movie twice. And that is Led Zeppelin's immigrant song <laughs> in Thor Ragnarok. Like as a kid growing up reading Thor comics and loving Led Zeppelin music, I never thought in my life that you could mesh the two together and it would be so perfect, so fun, and brings a smile to my face every single time. Now, personally, when I pop into the scene and there's some music going on, and it's not going to be in slow motion, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) It's going to be to... Buena by Morphine. That's a good one. It's a good song. That's right. Buena, 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 buena. Good, good, good. 
That was very stony toots. Thank you for that call, sir. <laughs> uh, I thought we lost the, you a couple times. <laughs> maybe it was like a timer timing his two minutes. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it sounded like there was a metronome playing, like possibly. Uh, yeah, the, but yeah, no, great answer. Great answer. Uh, immigrant song in Thor Ragnarok is just a, is just a really excellent it's uh, choice. It's incredible. And uh, Buena by Morphine is a rad song. So, all right. Well done. Well done, toots. Google Voice here. Let's go from the phone line. Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Bryant from Merlin. Thought I would call in for the question of the week. Hopefully, I don't ramble on too much. <laughs> so, hopefully, I answered the question correctly uh, when it comes to needle drops and the MCU. Overall, I think the best needle drop for me, in my opinion, was Captain America's not Civil War, it was uh, Winter Soldier. It was at the very end of the movie when I believe it was Captain America and Falcon were standing at the fake grave of uh, Nick Fury, and Nick Fury leaves, and I honestly am so bad with quotes and uh, all the details, but uh, basically uh, Falcon says, when are we leaving to find, you know, uh, Bucky? And then it drops the soundtrack and the credits roll, and it just made me want to see the third one so badly because it was just so intense. And it feels like it's a song that stands for Captain America in a sense, like the hardships and coming over them and so forth. Uh, the song is called Taking a Stand. And let's see, it is by Henry Jackman. It has like no lyrics. It's probably like two minutes and six seconds long, but it's one of my favorite songs. So. When it comes to the Nintendo Switch, congrats on your purchase. Some of the games I've been playing recently have been uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Legacy of the Duelist, Duelist Links. So if you're not in the card games, then it might not be your cup of tea, but it has like over 10,000 cards in the game. So it's definitely one of those games I would take on an island if I just needed something for longevity's sake. Um, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild is a classic, Diablo... Um, three is good. I wish I could name all the games I have. Uh, another strategy game I like is uh, Fire Emblem um, for Three Houses, I think it is. It's the first game I ever played, but it's really good when it came to that series, at least. Um, well, I'd better go so I don't ramble on too much longer. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your morning. Take care. Bye. Brian. Welcome Thank aboard. You, I'm saying it. And I, I feel like I thought I recognized the voice, but I, I, maybe I don't. Let's just, just in case it's a welcome say. aboard. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I didn't know that that was not an original. Song. I see. Now I see. And I thought that that was part of the score, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Because I mean, but that is a great moment. You know, that that oh, last yeah. it's just like it kind of just ends. Oh, and yeah. then it's like this kick ass song. Um, but uh, yeah, I. Uh, People are like real goofy for that Fire Emblem game. I, like, I, it's not my cup of tea, but like, people were super excited about it. So you might want to check it. it. I know people love it. I don't really know what it. I don't know a lot about it. I'd have to. Look I it I don't know either. I, um, but uh, I know that uh, you aren't a duelist. And I also no, I'm not. A, I am not a duelist. Um, I did hear the port for Diablo three is very very good. On yeah, the yeah, Diablo the Diablo game on are on Switch. Uh, Skyrim is on Switch. You know, it's, it's, the Switch is getting some big games. Yeah, just late. I heard Skyrim is not as great, but still fun. So you know. I mean, it just takes a while to get used to the controls. Sure. All right, Jason Sachs called us. 
Hey, it's Jason Sachs. I'm going to be on the hiking trail today. What a surprise, right? What a shock. I'm going to miss the uh, show. Anyway, I was going to call about Loki. I'm sure everyone's raving about it. thought the show was fantastic. The scene settings, like especially the way they build the TVA's offices, all with analog technology, was freaking cool. Uh, those posters and the uh, 1960s-style limited animation that they did for, like, presenting the world. So great. That was so interesting. So great. And then, like, the background of the entire city, which is all this giant technocracy all built up around everything. I mean, the set design and the way they present that show is just amazing. It's actually been a really interesting kind of subcurrent for all three of the Disney TV shows now. That all three have had these, like, really interesting world-building feels to them. Uh, it's maybe one of those cool things you can do on TV that you can't do in movies. It gives you a long, extended look at everything. Although, uh, you know, the movies are pretty great at that sort of thing, too, as I think of Ragnarok and Guardians. But anyway, uh, Hiddleston was fun. I'm intrigued by the characters. Not so intrigued by the storyline. Is Loki going to be the murderer? Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure I care, but I'll be along for the ride anyway. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Talk to you later. Bye. Sort of mirroring your thought, like if this is setting Loki up to be a bad guy. Yeah. I, and I don't, I think it's too easy. It's too, it's, it's too obvious. True. Yeah. It's too, um, I don't buy it. Uh, something, you know, Jason brought up the the technology, the analog technology. Um, you know, we talked about the aesthetic of like the offices, you know, being very Portal 2 to me. Right. Um, but the actual devices, like the computer monitors and like the the gadgets that they held it, the handheld gadgets, the robot that like tried to dress him. Yeah. I was like, this is Fallout. Yeah. Like it was 100% Fallout, Fallout 3. 1950s future technology <laughs> totally yeah so let's get into our answers our needle drops and uh, okay there's a lot of really obvious ones and i and i agree with all the ones that people said today the one that hit me and i remember really hitting me was also from the first iron man and it's so completely obvious and it's when black sabbath's Iron Man starts playing when he comes At the very out. End. Uh, well, in the trailer, it was when he came out of the cave, you know, like, well, in, yes, right. Yeah. In, you know, in like, um, big, but that's not how, out. that's not what plays in the, in the movie. No, it's not. But it, it, at, in the movie, it's at the end where he says, I am Iron yes. Man. And then it's Black Sabbath. It's that, da, 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 da. When that hits, it's just like, oh my God, it's so yeah perfect yeah no no the 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 mcu has been spoiled for for soundtrack and score selections yeah. since its inception it's, and iron man definitely set the bar it's so perfect. like they hit the ground running with with iron man um so i'm not i, I don't know i i could not come up with one for myself you know i, I couldn't come up with one that wasn't just like some big joke um, all mine's Curtis but, Mayfield. It's like the entire, the entire fucking, uh, like, like, you know, Superfly it, it, soundtrack. It would man. be the theme from Shaft for me. The, the Any, theme from Shaft, uh, anything Oscar from winning. Superfly. Uh, yeah. that's what I'm going with. I fucking love that whole soundtrack, man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I do have a favorite and a least favorite. It is from Captain Marvel. She f- is finally, uh, facing off against the Kree Star Force. She's got most of her, uh, she's got her full power. They are revealed as the villains. She knows that they've been using her and no doubts, just a girl kicks in and they have that battle on the space station and she whips their asses. Casey love that too. She love that's that. such a great scene and yeah. a perfect, 
uh, song choice for that scene. That soundtrack is great, by the way. It is very uh, good. It's full of like 90s garbagey goodness, which I love. I was never a No um, Doubt fan, and I can't handle Gwen Stefani's voice. I just can't. It, like, no, it's fine. Like, I get it, but like, I just can't it, that it. song, that song <laughs> is like a cultural touch. I, and I get it. I, I totally get it. And like, for that to happen in that moment, I was, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Fair um, uh, and yeah, and then the credits roll to Celebrity Skin uh, by Hole, which I love. Um, but um, my least favorite, I've got five words for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Macy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. Yeah. I don't know, but that, does it count as a needle drop when she's actually there performing? Yeah, fair. I guess you know, she's like, in the mo- she's in it, the movie. It was such it, bad product placement. You know, it's it, like it's just, right. It, that, that, like you know that like there's no so fucking way that Sam Raimi is like you know who I love, right? Macy. Gray. Yeah, I got to get her in this movie. I got to get but Macy Gray in this. I don't picture. just want her music in the movie. I want you name drop her. I want her in yeah. the movie. Like, hey, right? It's no, so it, like. It's, it's so jarring that it like it threatened to take me out of that movie. Yeah, it threatened to take me out of the scene. There, there was a uh, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was the How did you get? Or how did this get made? Crew was talking about how you instantly derail a movie when you take a person from real life, yeah. an actor or an actress from real life, and put them in the movie as themselves. It, it just it instantly rips you out of the movie like i think sometimes it can work depending on the context i was gonna say except for oceans 12 no (laughs) in oceans 12 where julia roberts is supposed to impersonate julia roberts and that's funny though that's great because the joke is like you look just like her you know like like, bruce bruce willis doesn't can't tell the difference yeah good friend bruce willis right you know and and that's the joke though they're they're making fun of that yeah obviously obviously, and that was brilliant Uh, yeah but uh like you know like i liked it i liked on uh uh uh, when uh, in Ghostbusters, right? Like the Ghostbusters are getting famous, right? And there's that montage of them like solving cases and getting successful, blah blah blah. And then you see Ray on Larry King, and he's like, "I got two questions for you: Is Elvis alive, and have you seen him lately?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yes, that's fun. That like that kind of thing is fun. Sure. Um, but the, the exact same thing you're describing happened in comic books this week when Kevin Feige appeared at the hellfire gala as kevin feige which in x-men 21 i thought was hilarious <laughs> and but like it was a very polarizing moment on twitter like people were like fuck this shit give me a break and like to me i was like okay whatever i, I thought mean, it was super know, clever it's, a, it, it's just a cute little knot yeah like it's clever and me, it's, it's marvel it, trolling it, the nerds like because everyone's like oh all these shows lead to the x-men the x-men next week or whatever like well no, i don't Kevin, even think it's i don't think it's them trolling i i think it's that i think it's uh, to me i read it like this um you know it's it's this big event there are real world celebrities at the hellfire gala like they said there would be and it's happening and kevin feige meets cyclops and he says so what's your story right and cyclops goes well it's complicated yeah and to me i read that as like this kind of knowing wink right like yeah the x-men are home now okay when i we're say gonna make it when we're i say make troll, it right. then i agree I, yeah, wink, but yeah, like wink, i don't wink, i don't nudge, think nudge. it's yeah. i don't think it's them like feeding fuel to the fire that like no. oh i saw i saw a set of wolverine claws as a as a bookend no. on, uh, i don't think know, that's it, what like, it is here i think it's them trolling those people though sure <laughs> uh, i mean even even that i think is is giving it too much of like a 
But I don't it, think they're targeting anybody. I think it they're didn't just bother saying, hey, me look, guys, we got this. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was fun. Um, it was but, cute. But, like, people, people were like, Ugh. Give me a break. Uh, I thought it was great. But, uh, like, and on the other hand, like, Marvel Comics does have a long-standing history of interacting with the real world. Like, yeah. Steve Rogers worked for Marvel Comics. Right. They met, like, the Avengers met David Letterman. Obama Spider-Man met Spider-Man. Met the cast of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, these things all happen. Like them or not, the, uh, the, uh, the Marvel Universe exists in the world we know. All right. Speaking of which... Uh, we need to set up a new question, and that's not speaking of which. Never mind. Terrible. We need to get out of here, but let's set up a new question of the week first. New question of the week comes from me, and I've been teasing it for a couple weeks now. But I want to talk about characters that you feel do better in a limited series than a monthly ongoing. Or and, guest appearances. Yeah. Or, I mean, e- either way. Either way. But I, I specifically want to talk about the character that probably can't sustain a monthly ongoing yeah. series. They, they work better you can in tell smaller a, doses. Yeah, you can tell a kick-ass limited series story with it. And this feeds perfectly into Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, the death of Doctor Strange, which I think is going to be fun one way or another. But Doctor Strange is a character that I would argue anymore. No, I we can't maintain a monthly Doctor Strange series. It's too weird. It's too wacky. Save it, save it for the show. You know? Well, yeah, but I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. So, so yeah, char- characters, these aren't characters you don't like. These no. are characters that you think work better in non-starring roles. Not non-starring. A- or, I mean, or like guest appearances or miniseries. Or miniseries, Not yeah. in an ongoing capacity. Yeah, totally agree. It'd be fun. Let's talk about it next week. All right. Uh, right now. Joe and I got to get out of here. We'll be reviewing new comics this Wednesday. Tune in for that. Jason Sachs is going to tell us who the hell are the Eternals because you guys requested it. And quite honestly, there is a big blank spot in my comic history for the Eternals, too. So I'm curious to hear this. I don't know a whole lot about the Eternals, and I don't know if I want All to. Right. We'll find out. <laughs> so, we will indeed find out. We'll do it Wednesday, and we'll be back here next Sunday, next Saturday to play with you guys. Thanks, everybody, that came and uh, chatted with us and spoke with us. Always good to hear from you. But for now, my name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off.